Hey, everybody, this is a preview of today's members episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button and become a member today. Hey, everyone, before we get into this episode, I just want to remind you, we have The Shape of Shadows available on demand now only on Merkle.media. No.com, just .media. Merkle.media, The Shape of Shadows is available on demand for streaming right there. So if you're one of those people who have not checked out The Shape of Shadows yet, I highly encourage you to go to Merkle.media, hit stream now, and get your copy of The Shape of Shadows today. Merkle Media. This was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long, bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave, and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. Well, the giant moves. He's got a spear in one hand, and he's running really fast. And spears Dan and holds him up like this. Somebody yells, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blow his head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling it. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush and I touched air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. Yep. 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 Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals. I'm your host, Tony Merkel. Thanks for being here. If you have a crazy, wild experience you want to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is contact at theconfessionalspodcast.com. That's contact at theconfessionalspodcast.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the contact section, and you can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me, just get a hold of me. We have Mike coming on the show today. And Mike has different experiences that he's actually experienced all over the world because some of these things were happening to him while he was in the military. And we're going to run through these things in chronological order because he told me his first experience leads to the last experience. So without further ado, we have Mike. Mike, how are you, sir? I'm doing good. Man, I'm glad you're here. Uh, Listen, man, when I was reading through your email, I think I was reading through it uh, last week. I was reading through it and the the experiences you had all over the world. I was like, man, I can't imagine like literally traveling the world, being in the military and feeling like the paranormal or whatever is following me. You know, it's like I, I imagine I would feel like that. I don't know if you felt that way, but um, what we'll do is we'll start off in the beginning of your experiences and uh, work through these things because I know uh, you had mentioned that uh, the one experience you felt like kind of related to one of the, or at least several experiences that you went through with your, uh, then girlfriend, now wife. Uh, well, she, uh, we were engaged at the time, but, uh, she wound up dying. Oh, I'm sorry uh, to hear that. Well, that's, yeah. Okay. 
think that ties into it. Okay. Right. So, um, kind of a brief background. Uh, I grew up in Southern Oregon, pretty religious household. Uh, we never talked about the paranormal outside of the context of the Bible. So essentially, everything was a demon. Uh, if it was paranormal, it was a demon. I joined the Army out of high school. Um, when I joined the Army, uh, I had a girlfriend. We've been together maybe a year and a half or so. So we decided we we're going to try to make it work. Uh, first duty station was in Hawaii. Um, she was going to nursing school, so she stayed home to do nursing school, and I went into the Army. We saw each other a couple times a year, well, three or four times a year, uh, between me taking leave and her flying out. We, uh, sorry. So the last time I saw her uh, was between Christmas and New Year's. Um, she come out just that brief time, went back, uh, end of February. She's like, Hey, uh, I'm pregnant. I was like, Oh, okay. So we were both excited about that. Then, um, was it, uh, probably the end of April, uh, I found out we're having a little girl. I put leave in. We we're scheduled to get married at the end of, at the end of May. She'd be done with our nursing program. And so she's going to move to Hawaii after we got married. Um, about a week, it was two weeks, almost the day before I was supposed to go on leave. Uh, I called her mom or well, I called her and there's no answer. So I called back. Her mom answered the phone and was like, uh, she's not here, hangs up. I was like, well, that's weird because her mom and I had a fairly good relationship. We talked a bit. And so I called back a couple more days, a couple more times and over the next day or two and they're the same thing. And uh, so I was like, all right, I'm kind of getting mad about, you know, what's going on. So I get a phone call later that evening and as her mom, she's crying and she's like, uh, she died. She was killed in a car wreck um, coming home from work the other night. Uh, so I was like, wow, that's it just, that was a huge shock. So went to my chain of command. I was like, hey, I need to change my leave dates by a week. And they said, no, you can't do that because uh, you guys aren't married. So I talked to her parents and her mom was like, yeah, you, know, you being here doesn't change anything. Her dad said the same thing. So the night before the funeral, um, I was feeling pretty bad. I was hanging out with some friends and having some drinks and um, we we're in my room. We uh, got the boxing gloves out, and in the process of boxing, we knocked down my lamp that I had in the corner, and it broke the light. So uh, I was like, "I'll take care of it in the morning." The next, so my friends leave. I'm feeling pretty bad. I'm saying, "You know, pleading like, give me a sign if you're okay. You and the baby are okay," and, uh, and nothing happened. So. Next morning, I wake up, go surfing, come home, and the light in my uh, in my room was on. I was like, well, that's weird. I thought it was broken. So I walk over there, and the lamp's unplugged. The light is broken, but the filament is lit. And kind of creeped me out. So I left. I uh, went over to Buddy's house for a couple hours, came back. I was like, hey, if that was you, thank you. 
and I'll, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, that was kind of my first first paranormal experience. Yeah. Um, after September 11th, I decided to re-enlist. Uh, got stationed in Korea, which uh, up in the northern part of uh, Korea was just a tiny little base. Um, but only 180 people or so were on the base. Um, so kind of the first paranormal thing that happened, well, let me back up for just a second. There's a, a building that was a set of barracks that was getting uh, remodeled when I got there. So when I got to the base, nobody lived in the barracks. It was chained up and slated for reconstruction. So it was it was locked up pretty tight. But periodically, you'd hear what sounded like things like doors slamming and uh, screams. And I heard what sounded like doors slamming and screams a few times, but I just assumed it probably had something to do with the ventilation system or something like that. I didn't put any real stock into it. Um, so fast forward a, a few couple months, I'm on staff duty, which... For anybody that doesn't know what staff duty is, it's where you sit at a desk for 24 hours. You have uh, an NCO, a, a sergeant, and uh, usually two runners. So we're doing that. Uh, I had two runners, and this E7 came in. was like, hey, I heard people in the abandoned barracks. Grab, grab the keys and a runner, and let's go. I was like, okay. So we go for the barracks, open it up. We took a pretty systematic approach. Put the runner, put our runner at the center stairwell so he could see if anybody came in or out of any of the rooms. We went down to the basement, checked it out. There's nothing in the basement. Went through all the rooms, checked all the windows and doors, got to the fourth floor or third floor and didn't find anybody. And he's swearing up and down. I saw, I know I heard somebody. I saw, I saw somebody walk past the window. I'm like, okay. I, I, I got nothing for you. Um, that was kind of, I wouldn't really call that paranormal necessarily, but it was kind of funny. Um, fast forward to, what was that, Ben? October, maybe? Uh, we just got back from the field, and uh, I had my, with duty immediately, almost, well, within a week of getting back from the field. So while we were gone, they had started construction on the barracks, or at least demolition. And they had taken all the walls out, the internal staircase and one of the external staircases. So there's only one staircase that led to the building. So the building was um, 250 feet long, maybe about 40 feet, 50 feet wide. And then it had columns or four columns across the width of the building, um, maybe 18 inches wide, maybe a little bit narrower than that and they were holding up the floors above it so i was on staff duty that night going around making my checks that i have to that I had to do i'm walking past the barracks and i see three people standing on the second floor of the barracks i was like i yelled at him i was like hey you guys can't be up there you guys need to get out of there no answer no response i'm like okay so i go over go through the fence walk up the stairs and to the second floor and nobody's nobody's there i'm like where the hell these guys go so i'm looking and i see what looks like two heads poking out 
from around some columns at the far end of the building. I was like, okay, now I'm getting pissed because I got to chase these guys. So I yell at him again. I'm like, hey, you guys, yeah, come on, let's go knock it off. No answers. So I start walking down there. The floor, the the floor, there were concrete floors. Um, they had had tile on them, so the tile had been ripped up, and the the uh, the walls had been knocked down. Everything, obviously, so they're just uh, cement block walls. But there's a rubble, like a fine rubble, that covered the entire floor, and so every time he stepped, it crunched. So I, I was walking down there, and I can hear every step, crunch, 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 as I get down there. I get down there, they're not there. I didn't, I didn't hear him jump off the end of the building. Um, I'm like, okay, whatever. Turn around, and there's two people standing on the stairs going up to the third floor. So I'm like, all right, guys, I've had enough. We're done with this. Let's go. Uh, so they, they take off to the third floor. And I'm like, all right, now I got these idiots. So I go up to the third floor, and they're at the other end of the building again, peeking around the columns. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? So this time I walk down there. I'm, I'm going, I'm going slowly. I'm being systematic, uh, taking a few steps, listening for listening for them. The other thing is that the bathroom, well, the the center staircase for the building take took up uh, almost half the width of the building and about fifteen twenty feet, and it was just a straight drop into the basement. So. There's nowhere for them to go. They couldn't come that way. They couldn't get around me going that way. So I walked down the center of the building. Again, it's maybe 40 feet wide to maybe 20 feet each side. And get down to the end. No one's there. Turn around. Their head, they're poking their heads up from the second floor. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe they're hanging and dropping over the edge and doing like a kip and landing on the second, the floor below and, and going that way. Uh, we do some obstacle courses and stuff that are like that. So it's, it wasn't out of the realm of possibility. But no, I'm, no, I'm pissed. So I repeat the same process on the second floor. Start walking up to the third floor again. And I hear a call from another barracks. And they're like, hey, man, you're not going to catch them. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, if this is your friend, that's fine. I'm going to figure out who it is. And then I'm going to smoke the shit out of them. Uh, so I go over there and uh guy's like, hey, just watch them for a minute. I was like, okay. And so you could see them just kind of moving around the building. There there were three again. All three of them were kind of together. Um, and they were just zipping back and forth around the building just incredibly fast. There's no noise. Um, and that's when I realized that they were uh, completely black, I mean, like pitch black. I assumed I couldn't, I wasn't really getting color because of how dark it was, but that, uh, they were pitch black. So I was like, okay, well, that's weird. Um, they went up the stairs up to the third floor and then back down the second floor and then disappeared on the first floor. Uh, I watched it maybe four or five minutes, kind of creeped down a little bit. By the whole thing, I was like, "All right, I'm not writing this up in the log." So <laughs> I uh, just chalk it up as really weird. Yeah, and went on uh, 
went on with the night from there. Uh, I, c- I couldn't explain it. No, and it sounds like um, the way you describe it, uh, do you feel like you you were chasing something that uh, was aware of you or do you think it was something like that it was just happening at random and you were chasing it until you were brought, you know, until you were made aware that, hey, uh, you might want to, you know, second look at this because uh, you're not going to catch these things. I think they were toying with me uh, because they would poke their heads out until I started down towards the end of the building and then I, they'd pull their head, you know, they'd, they'd duck back behind the column and then they'd wait for me to see them at the other end of the stairs and then they would zip upstairs. You know, they run upstairs. I say run. Um, I don't really remember seeing uh, watching them run specifically, but you know, they quickly move to the next floor. I got you. Uh, so they're, they're moving around real fast. Uh, and, and somebody brings it to your attention that, you know, you might want to take a second look at these things, right? Yeah. So was this something that was, it seems like it was known just not by you that, Hey, this is a common occurrence. Yeah. They said they see it. They were saying the guy and his roommate were saying that they saw them. They'd seen them three or four other times. And then the question was raised, is this what, are these things are the things that have been making all the noise in the barracks, slamming doors and making screams? Um, I was like, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know. Is there a reason why uh, you think that would be the case? I mean, let's just call it a haunting. Uh, wh- what? Why do you think, is there a story or a legend as to why those shadow entities would be running around? Uh, well, it was... We were five miles from the DMZ. Uh, there had been an incredible amount of death during the Korean War. So, I mean, it could easily have been, if it was a haunting, it could have easily been someone that died that, that was still there. Or, uh, I mean, there were known suicides that had happened in the, in the barracks. Um, and my barracks, there's a, well, legend of a, of a guy that, uh, they killed himself. Um, I, I, don't know, I did have kind of, I guess, along that lines. Um, I never really thought about it like that too much, but I had a reoccurring dream where I'd wake up and some guy, Gomer Pyle looking guy would be standing at the end of my, my bed. And then I wake up and there'd be nobody there. This was a preview of today's member episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to the confessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button and become a member today.